You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one best-selling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. Welcome back to the show, listeners. We have something unique in store for you today. We have someone joining us from Rhode Island, which I hear is a very little state with a very big ego. So I'm excited to hear more about that. And she is an Etsy success story. And she has evolved her business to just be able to do something that really fits nicely into her life and helps others. And she really wants to help you to know that your past does not define you, which is such a powerful piece. And I'm really looking forward to hearing her tips. So welcome to the show with me, Sharon Coleman. Hi, Victoria. How are you? I'm great. It's so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to let people... Oh, my pleasure. I want to let people know that your website is the Zen, so Z-E-N of resistance.com, which is an interesting website name. So can you tell us more about that, the Zen of Resistance? Absolutely. So resistance is something that shows up in every corner of our lives when we are trying to make changes when we're trying to be creative, when we have projects we'd like to do and somehow can't get out of our own way to do them. And I came up with the Zen of resistance because I was tired of fighting it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, maybe if I can learn to go with the flow of that resistance and just go for it anyway, Mm -hmm. not let it get in my way, I could help others do the same thing. So it's a little eclectic because I'm kind of eclectic myself. And I talk about personal development and writing and inspirational things and tech stuff and all of these various pieces of my life that come together all around growing who we are as people. Well, you definitely speak my language when we are talking about growing who we are as people and inspiring others and just really learning more about ourselves. I remember being a conference back in 2012 and it was the first time I saw Marianne Williamson live and I just love her and she was she's just such a firecracker, right? And she was standing on stage and she said, what you resist persists and it hit me like a hammer. It is so true that in our lives, what we resist just keeps showing up. So it sounds like a great idea, Sharon, to embrace it like you have with the Zen of resistance. Absolutely. It's absolutely true that what we resist persists. And something that I've realized recently is even in our past, whatever hardships we might have had, even when we were young and didn't have this Mm self-awareness, we managed to create these scenarios for ourselves that maybe aren't what we want, Mm -hmm. but because we're resisting that, even as children, that same thing shows up over and over again. I know before we got on this, we were talking a little bit about how in our 20s, we're maybe not ready for looking at ourselves. (laughs) Like all we can do is maybe keep ourselves alive. Um, And if we have kids, we're lucky if we keep them alive, right? (laughs) Um, And I just completely lost my train of thought, which is going to probably happen throughout this entire interview. (laughs) That's okay. You know, it, it is true though, when we are 
younger things are showing up for us because we are keeping the resistance to them. I remember as a young person, always feeling like I needed to lose weight. Looking back at the pictures, I don't know what I was thinking, but always feeling like I needed to lose weight. And the more I focused on that, you know, I'm not good enough, I have to lose weight. I'm not good enough, I have to lose weight. The more I ate, it's like the more that it showed up because I was resisting it so badly and so focused on the food part of it. So I can see how that could just continue to show up at different phases of our lives, whether it's us, you know, resisting transformation, resisting forgiveness, anything to do with like releasing our feelings. I think that's all wound up there in that resistance piece. And the, and the forgiveness, I'm glad you brought that up because forgiveness is such an important part of growing past our whatever our pasts might be mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. are holding us back. Yes. And it's interesting that, you know, it, across every religion and across every society, we're told forgive, 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 and it will benefit you. And yes, it will. And nobody tells you how. <laughs> yes. There are things that happen in people's worlds that seem unforgivable. You know, the Me Too movement comes to mind. I, at 14, had my own personal pedophile, a man who raped me three times in the course of about six weeks. And forgiving him has been probably the biggest instrumental part of growing past that. Absolutely. And I just want to say to our listeners that, you know, forgiving somebody doesn't mean that we're saying their behavior was okay. That's not it at all. It's, Nor does it mean we're forgetting what happened. It just means that we're setting ourselves free from that event and not having to stay trapped in the anger and the fear and so on. So can you tell us more? You mentioned about the how of forgiveness. Can you tell us how? I'd love to forgive. I'd love to. So for me, one thing that was very instrumental in forgiving hurts from my past was writing a memoir and writing it in such a way that it was readable. <laughs> Right. So the kind of memoirs that I enjoy reading are the ones that read like fiction. And in the process of writing my own story and having to make those characters in the story be well-rounded. So the villains of my past, I had to look at, well, what created that person? Because nobody's the villain in their own story. Everyone's the hero in their own story. So what in their life created a situation to made them behave the way they did? And in the process of doing that, I was able to really look at them as a whole person and have compassion and understanding for where they came from. Yes, that is a very good point. So that's one tip to the listeners to, you know, look at the person from a whole life point of view and to start to, to soften your heart, opening the door for forgiveness. And again, Absolutely. forgiveness doesn't mean you need to phone them and invite them for lunch. Forgiveness no. is... It's for you. <laughs> no, yeah. it absolutely doesn't. And and to speak to the whole holding, not being able to forgive, so holding on to the hurt, mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything to that person. No, they're not even aware of your feelings. Mm -hmm. The only person that's hurting is yourself. Yes. So finding whatever path works for you towards that forgiveness is massive. I was recently given an opportunity through some role playing to mm -hmm. not only forgive this person and see compassion for them, but to truly in my heart, this might sound far off for some people who aren't maybe ready to go there or don't wish to, and it's not something anybody, I would I would say anybody would have to do, but to actually love the person mm -hmm. for me was hugely healing and allowed me to let go of any residual um, any anything that that might resonate. So there's nothing that resonates for me anymore from that situation. 
That I think is large so because, huge. Right? Yes. Yeah, so many yeah. people can get stuck in story. Yeah, and it's a tragic story. And by all means, people have a right to to tell their story and to feel those feelings. But you know, it, it's sad to see when it's gone on for for years, even decades, that people are still stuck in the pain of that story. And the forgiveness allows you to let go of that pain. Absolutely. Absolutely it does. Mm-hmm. And and it's this is not it, it took me 30 years to be able to talk about this. Yes. <laughs> Openly and comfortably. Right. So it's it's certainly not not necessarily a fast process for people. You but, we all process at our own rate and our own speeds. Right. So. And a lot of times on the way to forgiveness, we need to deal with our fears. We need to deal with anger. We need to deal with shame, guilt, all of those things. And right. uh, it's all part of that process, which is really why it is so important to when you're working through things like this, you know, be connected to whatever it is you need. If you need a counselor, if you need a coach, just somebody mm-hmm. that you can trust to be there for you and to support you in your journey. And uh, Sharon is a coach and uh, your path though was as an Etsy success story. I actually want to hear more <laughs> about this. Yeah, sure. I'd love to share that. So uh, 11 years ago, I think it was now, I had a little Etsy shop, you know, as people do. I was a, a stay-at-home mom at the time and I had some young children and I had just had my youngest. So my fourth child was a baby and I used to like to knit, mm-hmm. and, but I still like to knit, but I was a knitter and I would I came up with a, um, a row counter for knitters that's a, also a piece of jewelry. And I went online and I Googled it. I couldn't find anything like it. There are bracelets out there for row counting, but none were, I thought, as good as mine, (laughs) to be modest. Apparently so. (laughs) Apparently so. And I actually, um, I got a patent from the U.S. Patent Office on this. And the thing took on a life of its own. I had never intended on going into business making this. And my first year in business, I was picked up by a huge knitting blogger and PayPal called me because so much money was going into my account because she made me her number one thing to get for Christmas on her, you know, Christmas list. And it was, it it was, it was that, that story where, you know, I called all my friends, we're sitting around the kitchen table trying to make them frantically to get the orders out in time for Christmas. It was, it was really one of those stories. (laughs) Um, And it took on a life of its own. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It just goes to show, you know, that our creativity is so valuable. <laughs> right. Well, and it, and it was a good tool, and you know, I I would say I got lucky, but I was also very strategic. Mm-hmm. So as I was starting this, I was like, well, how do I get it in front of knitters? And I knew about this blogger, and I targeted her with ads, just her, nobody mm-hmm. else, specifically targeted where she hung out online with my ads, and she picked me up. And I didn't realize quite the extent that was going to... Be. I, yeah. I thought I'd maybe get a dozen sales. I didn't realize it was going to be, you know, my PayPal account got locked down from unusual activity. <laughs> I had to call them up and go, no, it's good. Money's coming in. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fabulous. And I just wanted to speak to what you said about, you know, I would say I got lucky, but it was strategic. And isn't that so true? People may, you know, I know in my past, people have been like, you're so lucky. Well, actually it is a, yes, I'm very blessed. Absolutely very blessed. But I also have done the steps. I've done the preparation and Mm. um, continue to do the preparation every day. It's not like we can ever sit back and say, phew, that's all done, right? In order to grow as human beings, in order to develop, in order to stay passionate about what it is we do, we must continuously be doing those steps. Right. Absolutely. And and when, when we are no longer passionate, 
do we get to shift? Yes. Yes. So, absolutely. so I've shifted out of that business because I, I lost all my passion for it. I did it for 10 years and it was great and fun. And I met some wonderful people and I just was sitting, filling orders. This was, I want to say about six months ago now. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I hate this. I said that out loud at my 14-year-old because sometimes our kids are so wise. <laughs> she yes. said, mom, why don't you just quit? And I'm like, but I can't. She's like, you own the business, mom. You can just stop. <laughs> and it was this epiphany. Oh my gosh, you're right. I can. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, well, and that it, never occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's another one of those great things about having a coach too. Your daughter may be a future coach in terms of they can see the big picture. They can see what we can't see when we're right in the middle of everything. And that's the key to it, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's so much easier to see when you're stepped outside of a situation. Yes. And we get to do that for our clients. And I need coaches too, because I'm in the middle of my situation. So I have coaches that then see my situation from the outside, because when we're inside it, it's so much harder for us to see. Absolutely. What's that saying? You can't see the forest for the trees. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Now, the Zen of Resistance is a very specialized niche. So how is it that you chose that that is exactly what you wanted to do? I am called to do transformational life coaching. Mm-hmm. I have seen how it is when somebody is able to let go of the pieces that keep them stuck and hold them back. Mm-hmm. I have seen how beautiful it is to watch somebody transform yes. and experience that. And the first time I got to see that, I was hooked. Yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. Is, I know exactly what you're what talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I just believe that someone with your passion and your commitment to hard work will be a great coach for others who are wanting that transformation. So I thank you for sharing your life with the world in terms of being in service as a coach. Now, one thing that you had mentioned to me that you would like to share with the listeners is the saying, courage is taking action in the face of fear. What does that mean to you? So... We all have fear. And in our modern society, it's not, you know, the lion chasing us. It's things like, I don't getting on a podcast or Mm -hmm. doing a Facebook live or sending an email. Like these things, people get stuck at these simple places because of, of a fear, a fear of being misunderstood, a fear of being seen, a fear of success, fears of failure. We have so many of these underlying deep rooted fears that we're not even aware are holding us back. And courage, being brave, is going for it anyway, doing it, doing the things and the pieces that you you know you need to do to move yourself forward, even though you're scared. Even soldiers in war do what they have to do, and they're terrified. Mm -hmm. Yes, but they have courage and do it anyway. Yes, and that is really a big piece. You know, the courage, the vulnerability. And someone said to me recently, "Done is better than perfect." And so, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So if you are holding back with 
you know, doing those things like the Facebook lives or whatever it is that you need to, that you feel that you need to do. Maybe it's a conversation with a relative or something that you need to deal with in your personal life. Just doing it, you know, having that, I promise you that the first 30 seconds are uncomfortable. And then after that, it just kind of mellows out and you're able to actually have a conversation about things that are, you know, maybe challenging you or scaring you or making you feel like you can't possibly address them. Just getting over those few moments of awkwardness, then that's when the real magic happens and those real conversations. Mm -hmm. I really want to thank you for being on the show today. You've really inspired me with what you've shared about being an Etsy success story. And I love (laughs) too that you don't attribute it to luck, that you know that uh, yes, you were blessed, but you also did the work. And I know that you are a great transformational coach. I can hear your passion. Again, uh, it is Sharon Coleman, the Zen of Resistance.com is how you contact Sharon. And I thank you so much for being on the show today, Sharon. And I do want to just read to the listeners a little inspirational quote today from the book, Trust Life. And I really enjoy this quote because I think it fits really well with the new beginnings and knowing that we can make those choices, like your daughter said, that we can make different choices in life. We don't have to stay where we are. I see the world becoming an incredible circle of love. Think of today and every day as a time of learning, a new beginning. It is an opportunity to change and grow, to open your consciousness to a new level and consider new ideas and new ways of thinking, to envision the world we dream of living in. Our vision helps us to create the world. And following our vision is just the most amazing thing. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Sharon. And thank you listeners for joining us. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you for joining us today. It is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared. If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time. Thank you.